Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Marco. And that's Marco Pareto. He's one of the employee owners here at Tab. He's coming in to help me out with uh, your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. He's sitting in for Dennis, who is on vacation. Uh, good for Dennis, and uh, we're going to enjoy Marco. This is his first time on the radio, right, Marco? That's correct, Dan. <laughs> Glad to be here. Yeah. Thank you for the invite. Oh, we're happy to have you. So uh, feel free to get online, guys, in this last Saturday of 2023, and we will do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Um, 860-522-9842 is the number, so get online. And uh, usually it's a good idea to get on early because by the second half of the show, we're usually jammed up. Um, so do it now. Do it often. As far as IT technology uh, news to talk about, we have some pretty bad news these days. Comcast, they say hackers stole data. 36 million uh, people have been impacted by this, Marco. Wow, that's a huge amount of people. (laughs) I think it's the largest breach we've seen now this year to date. So 36 million folks, if you had an Xfinity Comcast mail email box or account, you're probably part of this breach. And basically, the bad guys leveraged a, a, um, a vulnerability called Citrix Bleed. Citrix Bleed was noted back in October by Citrix. So Citrix is a is a company that offers the ability to use thin client access, like a cloud-based, server-based scenario, where you can remote into your servers in a thin way and access your systems. Many cloud offerings operate this way. We've had other breaches that have been impacted because of Citrix Bleed. And in this case, Comcast failed to patch the, the bleed fast enough. Yeah, and that's kind of the important thing here. It's not so much that there was um, a problem with the Citrix, because that's going to happen with anyone. But it's more that time of reaction. And a lot of people think that, hey, um, something came up, and I can take care of that two weeks later, Mm. three months later. And this is kind of a, a different environment now you can't be waiting that long once you know that there is a threat you kind of have to act on it because the bad guys get nothing but time right correct and i mean by the time that this was discovered in october the bad guys knew about this way before that they might have yeah 
They might have. So in this case, if you have an account, um, the bad guys now have your email address, your, your name. They have your last four of your social security and even some of your security questions. Isn't that great? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, change your password, of course, is what Comcast is going to say. But that doesn't help you when it comes to your last four of your social and those security questions because most likely your favorite teacher has been your favorite teacher for all your security questions across the board, right? So there's some new ways of thinking about your security questions. You may not want to actually use answers that are relate, relate to the question anymore. You may want to write down something different. So instead of your favorite teacher being Mr. Smith, it can be my favorite, you know, the answer to the security question is uh, the sky is blue. Correct. And, and there are other things that you can do. And again, no system is perfect, right? right. Um, so whatever you use, there is going to be a level where you're going to have potential threats. Well, things that you could do, one is what Eric said, hey, let's go ahead and do a, a different type of answer. The other thing is you don't need to remember what the, those answers are, and you could use uh, different tools out there, including if you really wanted to, um, tools inside of your own computer as, let's say, uh, encrypted uh, and password-protected um, documents or things like that. But you could use, again, it's kind of funny to uh, recommend something like this, given that we're talking about a cloud threat. Right. But you could use cloud solutions like, um, let's say, a LastPass or things that do a password protector thing. Mm -hmm. And within those, once you set up what the password is going to be, one, you don't have to remember the password. Right. Then two, within there, there's notes that you can add, and you could add your security questions and answers in there so you don't even remember those. So right. what you really need to remember at the end of the day is that one master password, make it uh, good, make sure that you have uh, two-factor authentication mm -hmm. uh, associated with it, and it's not perfect, no. but it's a good solution. Exactly, and again, don't use the same answers because again, in the case of the Comcast leak now, the bad guys have those answers. So if you happen to use your favorite teacher was Mr. Smith, well, guess what? If you use that across multiple accounts, they know that already and they're gonna try to use your email address and use that security to get through, so be careful there. Correct. Don't just change your password. So we'll put a link up to that story, you can read about it. I put a link on that in my LinkedIn, 18,000 views. Yeah, and, and one last thing to recommend with mm -hmm. that is um, make sure when you're setting up uh, whatever you're setting up for, whether it being your passwords or you know whether you're using a cloud solution or you're using something internal in your computer. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're using something internal in your computer, make sure you have encryption on your drives. So that if for whatever reason your computer is stolen, that is not accessible. Uh, make sure also that it's password protected. And then, as we said before, make sure you set uh, two-factor authentication. Yeah. All good stuff. Thanks, Marco. Yep. In other news, the New York Times is suing OpenAI and Microsoft over millions of articles it's using to train its chat GPT. So we know that um, artificial intelligence, all it is really is just reading everybody else's intelligence right now. And it's being, quote-unquote, trained. And Microsoft figured, heck, what the heck, since we, you know, we used Google's search engine to run Bing for a while. We may as well try to train our open AI on, on uh, the New York Times articles. And I, I had a feeling here the New York Times is going to win. Um, but then again, who knows? Um, but what do you think about this, Marco? The New York Times is not happy with their, their copywritten material being sucked into ChatGPT to be trained. Yeah, that's um, quite an interesting story because I have been trying to follow a lot of... Um you know, chat GPT and AI overall. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, 
it could be a very powerful tool, but at the same time, it could be quite dangerous, depending on what you use and why not. And right. when I mean dangerous, I'm not necessarily talking that, hey, you know, there's a, be a, it's going to be a threat and, you know, the world's going to explode or things like that. Right. But what I'm talking more is more that what the New York Times is going through or, hey, you as a potential artist or as a potential someone that has that knowledge of whatever tool or whatever uh, information. Yeah. Now that is going to be taken away and you're losing, I guess those almost like that, right? Or, or so, you know, right. let's say if you were an artist, you're losing that and you know, what stops them from, Hey, um, as a chat GPT, let's input all this data about, Hey, let's see how computer attack, uh, computer talk uh, with tab, um, Right. Those uh, the radio shows, and then all of a sudden you have a radio show that is completely AI, yeah. and, and now hey, it's you coming. Know, <laughs> you know we're completely replaced. So yeah, and I'm not saying that we have to fear that, but there has to be a level where you know the content owner has to have a level of royalties with that. Mm. Now I, I read also Samsung. Um, they're pretty upset because their programmers were using Chat GPT and AI to actually help with their programming. Now, of course, when they put proprietary programming in, into the system, it gets swallowed up by the, the system, like you just said. So now Samsung's proprietary code is now part of ChatGPT. Right. And once it's there, it's not going to go away. Nobody's right. going to remove that. Right. So many companies are saying you're not, you should not use AI to, to do this kind of thing. You shouldn't be running your code through AI to see if it can fix it. Um, and to your point, Marco, if you're if you're an author and you start saying, "Hey, I'm going to sit down and have ChatGPT help me write my next book," well, guess what? Do you own that book? I don't know that you do anymore. Right. And or you know, not even that. I mean, you're you're a, you're a writer, right. and then somebody else, hey, you know, take Marco, right? That that's not right. And now I'm going to take all those bestseller uh, books from like the right. different authors, and then I'm going to put them into Jap, uh, ChatGPT, and I say, "Hey." Write a book for me. Right. Now I have a bestseller, even though <laughs> I really have no clue of what I'm doing. So it, 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 there's a level of where it's cool, the technology, but yeah. that's where I say it, there's a threat, too. Well, I think the New York Times might win here. It's just my – I'm hoping they do um, because I don't think that they uh, made their material available for Microsoft to ingest um, for free. They're, they were working on some sort of deal. Um, that they guess never came to fruition before they went ahead and just used it anyway. So we'll see what happens with this. Um, you know, like it's, like you said, it's, 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 we shouldn't be afraid of it, but you know, it shouldn't be just using other people's data for their own use. Um, but then again, Microsoft, as as the uh, the song goes, uh, Bill Gates told them to turn their heads and cough. Remember that song? Then every OS sucks. Thing. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play it for you, Marco, today. Um, it, it's a tune about uh, how Microsoft got their their, uh, their their interfaces for Windows in the first place, and he stole it from uh, from Apple. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so it, it, it's not surprising that they would steal this from the New York Times. All right, so we're going to be here till 11 o'clock on this last Saturday of 2023. I'm joined by Marco Pareto. Uh, one of the employee owners at Tab is going to help me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Two lines open for you. 860-522-9842 is the number. So feel free to get online. Janet and Paul, hang on. I see Jack coming through. We'll be right back. From the Carter Mario Injury Lawyer Studios, 
visit GetCarter.com. That's GetCarter.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab. And we are back. Hey, little snarky puppy, huh? That's, yep. what I, that's what I got for Christmas. Little snarky puppy. <laughs> <laughs> going to go see them in April. They're in Jorgensen, so check them out. So, uh, ironically, we're trying to find an article that we po- put up there for the New York Times um, suing Microsoft for stealing all their data. But, of course, if you post a New York Times article, it'll be behind a paywall and you can't paywall and you can't read it. So, we're trying to, I'm fi- I found one that I think is not behind a paywall. And you can read all about it. But we're here till 11 o'clock and uh, here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And you've jammed up all the lines. Um, so it's a great, great way to end uh, 2023. And so we'll do our best to help you all out. Let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Janet first in Summers. Hey, Janet, what's up? Hi, good morning. Morning. I purchased a DeskJet 4155E HP and connected it to my desktop. And I cannot get the scanner to work. Every single time I try, it asks me to log into the HP account, which just spins, and I get a message that says something went wrong cookies may be disabled check your browser settings to ensure that cookies are enabled system mm-hmm. clock may be misconfigured be sure that your system clock is correct and then they give you a <laughs> code underneath it <laughs> so this is insane this is insane yeah. so the scanner wants you to, to log into hp because hp wants to know you're using the product you purchased from them and your clock and your cookies and your browser are maybe blocking it in some certain, some way. But it's insane that a product like this, it'd be like your microwave asking you to log in when you want to pop some popcorn <laughs> is what my, HP is trying to do here. It's driving me crazy. Yeah. Uh, did you find anything on this, Marco? Well, um, just a few recommendations. So unfortunately, HP has gone on that route, not only with their... Uh, scanners, printers, but pretty much anything that is consumer-based, everything requires an HP account. So now, from what you were saying, you were having issues where you were trying to log into the HP account and it was just um, spinning. Yeah. Now, now. (laughs) so one thing that you could try is, and depending on what browser you're using, I don't know if you're using Chrome, Firefox, um, Edge, or something else, I would say try a different browser to try to log into the HP account. If you're using Edge, I would recommend then a different browser. Um, and just to see if you get the same issues. I have seen, I actually have experienced that mm-hmm. um, on my own computer with, not necessarily with HP, but with something else mm-hmm. that it wouldn't display within one browser. I had to open a different browser and it worked. Right. So I would start there first. And okay. see if that allows you to actually get the um, to 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 display the page. And if that works, then go ahead and down. What you want to do is you're gonna you're gonna find software in there that is gonna tell you the software for the printer. I'm assuming this is a printer um, multifunction uh, multifunction device. So this there will be something that maybe called a, a all-in-one software and that or the full software and that's what you want to install you want to install that on your computer and then ultimately if this is a wi-fi device um you also have the choice to install that on your phone so you could can you can also print from your phone if necessary mm, that'd be fun okay so we'll put a link up here too for the uh, an actual article for you um, that you can follow to see if that helps 
Now, the, the creation of the account, if Marco's ideas don't work, you still may have to create that HP account um, and then follow those instructions, which is ridiculous. Like they said, they're going to have you log in before you use your scanner. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying it. Yeah, the same thing happened using Edge. So, um, All right. What, what browser were you using before? I, have, um, I think I was using Google Chrome. Okay, Google Chrome. By any chance, do you have uh, Firefox on your computer? I, I don't. Should I? I mean, you can try downloading it. The other thing that you can do is within the um, Google Chrome um, settings, if you do not know how to get to the settings, um, once you open Google Chrome on the top right, right uh -huh. below the, um, the Edge button to close the window, you should yeah. have um, the the three dots in there for the settings. So you want to go yeah. and click on that. And then you want to go down to the settings, which will be the second to last option. And, okay. within, and within there, you're going to have different options in there. And you're going to, on the left side, you're going to see uh, different menu items from like private and privacy and security, performance, and all that. Um, within one of those, you're going to find um, cookies. And that's what we want to make sure that if you don't have the cookies enabled, because I think that may have been one yeah. of the messages that you read in there, yep. we want to make sure we enable the, the cookies. So I can try to look for it. I don't know it on top of my head on which um, menu item it is, but you know, you afford me maybe five, 10 seconds, I can provide you with that info. Yeah, and okay. we can always post it, too, for you, um, Janet. Okay. All right. So brand new scanner, huh? Brand new, and, and I bought it because I need to scan something and send it off. And, of course, <laughs> you know, uh, the printer works. It, it, the communication between the desktop and the printer works. Okay? Right. It's Wi-Fi. Everything works except for... Well, it's kind of it's kind of funny because they have an actual uh, story about HP. They have new TV ads that are trying to claim that its printers are made to be less hated. Mm. I'm not kidding. <laughs> their new ad, their new ad campaign talks about they want to be a less hated printer company. <laughs> wow! So wow. when they do stuff like this, I know it kind of makes you wonder. So we'll put up there what we can find as far as cookies go, and um, a link up there as well for you as far as trying to troubleshoot this scanner problem, but you may have to create that HP account, Janet, okay? Yeah, I do. I, I have the HP account. I, oh. I, I did create it, but when I go to sign in, uh, it will not let me sign in because it gives me that Those errors. Error. So the cookie the cookie solution may solve it for you. All right, Janet? All right. All right. I have one more question. Oh, then you got to stay on hold because you're coming up against the bottom of the hour, and i got to go to a, a break, okay? Okay. All right. Hang on, Janet. We'll try to help her out further. Paul, Jack, and Jay, and Richard also hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Marco. That's Marco Pareto. He's sitting in for Dennis Halnan, who's on vacation. And uh, this is Marco's first time on the radio. I think he's doing a good job. Can I give a shout out? You can. Hey, I want to give a shout out to all my gringo friends in Western Mass. There you go. <laughs> he said he was going to do that. And that's awesome. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> I'm one too. 
<laughs> That's true. You were naturalized, yeah. Uh, let's go on to back to your calls. We're going to go to Janet. Continue with Janet here. Uh, she had a second question. You there, Janet? Thank you. Thank sure. you so much. Yeah. Yes. I went off the grid finally, and I have a new Wi-Fi provider. Uh-huh. And when I go <laughs> on my laptop and I sign in to the Wi-Fi, yeah. it says I have the wrong network key. It wants the... It wants to enter the network security key, which I assumed is the Wi-Fi password, but it's not. So what is the network security key if it's not the Wi-Fi password? Well, that's that's correct. What did you get for your new Wi-Fi service? Frontier. Okay. So Frontier would provide you with a modem of some kind, and typically yeah. on their devices is that key. Is that what you're entering? Um, I did enter that key, but I'll go back and do that again. I'll take a picture of the modem and put put that number in. It yeah. also has ES, I mean, um, Erie, E-E-R-O. Do I need E-R, E-E-R-O? No, no, that's the manufacturer, I think, of that's the actual device itself. Now, the key that you're talking about, is this something that you're seeing uh, on the device itself, uh, on the bottom of it? Okay, I will look on the bottom of the device. So you, you, I... usually on the bottom of the device, there is a sticker, and mm-hmm. it has different information in there, from model number to other things, but there should be hopefully a key in there. Right. So okay. ch- check if you see that in there by any chance. Okay, I will. But that's it. All right. All right. I will check that, and I'll let you move on to somebody else, and I'll send you an email if that's All not right. it. Sounds good, Janet. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. You're Happy welcome. New You're welcome. Year. Happy New Year to Happy you. New Year. Thank you. All right. Let's move on to who's been the longest. We're going to go to Jack next. What's going on, Jack? Hello. How you doing? Good morning, sir. How are you? How are you? Good. Hey, I got a question. Um, um, emails in uh, in web browser, or, you know, when you're using the web browser uh, and it, put, it puts in the string, the www, a lot of times when you're using an email link or something, it'll put in all this gobbledygook following, you know, inside the uh, 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 the link. And I, I don't understand, um, you know, so what I've been doing in the past is like, let's say I'm using YouTube mm-hmm. and I wind up seeing a big long string like that. I'll, I'll, I'll go back to the uh, web browser and trim out all of the gobbledygook and the, and the YouTube thing still works fine. So mm-hmm. what is all that gobbledygook? That's my first question. Well, we prefer to call it um, geek speak. Um, all right. <laughs> I call it gobbledygook because, I mean, I don't understand what it is. Yeah, well, neither do we. Basically, it's uh, it's more to the link than just meets the eye, right? There's going to be more connectivity to um, not just that link, but there might be other characters within that link that talk about where the where where you're coming from, where you're going to, how it tracks the information. Um, you know, it's not if you're able to trim it back to just the link you need, then you know all the other stuff in, in there is is unnecessary. Right. Um, yeah. But it's most likely has to do with how the information is going to be tracked back, how the cookies are fed. I'm just you know all sorts of all all sorts of that, but I don't know exactly specifically what it could be. Yeah, it could be like that, or it could be things like um, depending off where you're coming from on that link, there might be affiliate links associated with that. Right. So. Um, people want to get paid for you sharing that link. Right. Right. Yeah, that's what I figured because a lot of times it's annoying. I'll be writing an email to somebody and I'll drop the link in and then I'll 
I'll I'll uh, examine the link and I'll see all this, uh, or you know I'll see the link in the email. And I'll see all this extraneous stuff on there, right. which is what I trim back on. Yeah. So, and if it and still works, you win. Work, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, yeah. there's not really ways around it where you can say, oh, I just want to copy this, and it just shows right. me, you know, unfortunately, right. you know, there's nothing that... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Can be done on that. Right. Now, now my second question mm. involves email, too. I, I've got this, you know, I've been used to getting a lot of spam, and so I have tricks in Outlook where I, I will... Um, I, you know, put a filter in there and create a folder and list, you know, drop it into that folder. And that works pretty well. And usually mm-hmm. what happens is as long as I don't open any of these emails up after a while, the, whoever sends them decides, hey, this guy's no, you know, it's not worth sending stuff to him. So they'll just stop mm-hmm. sending. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that method has been working pretty well for me. But um, I've got this, I've been getting these emails and I get like 20 or 30 of them a day. And they, and they go into this, uh, what I call a junk suck suspect folder, and they, yep. they all seem to be from the same same source. But I, you know, normally I would use an unsubscribe, but I'm afraid on these to even open any links right. unless I'm sure that what I'm doing is, is going to be okay, because it does have an unsubscribe, mm-hmm. and it looks like all of them come from the same same sender, you know. Yeah. So one unsubscribe should knock knock them all out but i don't know how to test to make sure i'm you know i don't want to do something that's going to make it worse right it's good to be suspicious right you can you you may link click on something that's going to be suspicious you can right click on those emails and mark them as junk um that's one way Um, well i can see it i'm looking at one now and it's got you know it's got an https to the to uh uh, sptr.email6.com and then mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, uh, switches and then all that gobbledygook that mm-hmm. we talked about. Geek speak. Yeah, geek speak. <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, is that, you know, it doesn't have like some foreign country on there, but it's, it says some .com. But yeah, you, know, know, you, you, know. you can't be sure. You can't be sure yeah. because the bad guys can set up servers right here on AWS wherever they is want. There a way, is there a way that you can send an email to some 
third-party vendor thingy that yes. says, "I'll check this email for you and tell you that it's uh, you can it's okay." Generally, yes. Those are technologies that companies like us offer to our clients. Um, yeah. Their email security. In your case, you could always go to whoever who's providing your email to you. Who's your uh, your email provider? Earth, Earthlink. Earthlink. They still around? Um, oh yeah. Go to Earthlink site, and yeah. you should be able to turn up the spam prevention within Earthlink. Yeah. And yeah. that would be a way to help work on it. Right. I mean, uh, you know, I was hoping that you were going to say Gmail or something like that. Right. Um, because Gmail. No, I don't use Gmail because I know that Gmail, uh, they uh, scan everything. Mm. They, everything you send in Gmail is looked at by Google. By the Googleplex. Know. Right. But yeah. even within there, you have options where you can block a sender without having to unsubscribe or things like that. So yeah. perhaps Earthlink has something similar to that. Um, yeah. I'm just not yeah. familiar with Earthlink. I mean, you know, it has been a long time now. Yeah, no, I can I can check I can check with, with Earthlink yeah. uh, to see what they can do. Sometimes they allow you to send an email back to them mm -hmm. if you know for sure it's spam, but I'm not sure if these I mean these are I unwanted emails. Yeah. But but I don't know if they're dangerous or not. I guess that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. The only way you can do it is on the Earthlink side. Um, okay. Without a without a third party tool, right. you're not going to pay for a third party. Correct. Nope. And if, and if you are pretty savvy, there are other things that you can do. You can put your mouse over that URL. You can see where that is going. So, for instance, let's pretend the uh, the website was um you know abc.com. So you can go to online and you can do um um a search oh, for for, for that domain. Yeah. It will give you first when yeah. the domain was registered. So it gives you kind of an idea, but then at the same time, there's options out there in terms of your search results where it will give you the reputation of that site. Right. So you yep. know for a fact, well, not for a fact, but you have a, a more educated um, decision to make where you can say, hey, you know, all right, this is a known, let's say, safe site, or this is not, stay away. So I would then at that point no even try to open it yeah. and just, you know, completely block the, the email. Yeah, I've used that before where I've got something where I've got a, a shorter link to something and I'm not sure if it's a valid spot and I feed it to one of those things and they and they tell me mm -hmm. whether that site is, you know, kosher or not. So, yeah. All right. All right yeah, I can try that. All right, Jack. you got a couple right, things hey, to try. Thanks a lot for the help. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right, bye-bye. All right, Jack's got something to try this uh, New Year's. I can't believe it's the end of the year, New Year's weekend. I know, That's right? crazy. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get back to your calls. we got uh, Harry, Randy, Jay, and Richard on the line. One line open for you. Feel free to get online on this last Saturday of 2023. Um, to, we'll do our best until 11 o'clock. So stay online. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Let's get right to your calls. You are nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. We're going to go to Richard in Glastonbury next. What's going on, Richard? Richard, you there? No, he fell asleep. Yeah, I'm oh, here. There he is. I'm there here. he is. What can we do for you, sir? Oh, you, you jumped me up. I love it. I have a question or two. The first one is uh, I've got Xfinity back in a love-hate relationship. Yeah. And so, yeah. So they said you can't activate a DOCSIS 3.0 modem. Now you got to go to a 3.1. Mm. And does the 3.1, will that work with my two-band Wi-Fi, or do I have to update that too? Great questions, right? So it won't really impact those um, your Wi-Fi at all. Is it a separate Wi-Fi system you have? It's yes. like, yeah, it's not provided by Xfinity. 
Nope. Nope. So it yeah. should be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Disconnect it up and okay. you're good. Marvelous. And uh, is there such a thing as I was hearing about a 3.1 plus and then a 4.0? Yeah, the, the, they're continuing to improve the bandwidth, right? Because they're competing with fiber, which they really can't compete uh-huh. with. And right. um, so as they continue to try to get better speeds, um, they're going to continue to change that protocol. Okay. All right. Okay. And the other question is uh, in the office setting. I've just, uh, we've just gotten Wi Fi, not Wi Fi. We've just got GoNet speed coming down the block. Nice. And I'm wondering, yeah, we have that at home. It's great. What can we do about phone systems? So many options with phone systems. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, you can consider voice over IP. Um, there yeah, are, that'd be great. yeah, you can look at UMA. They do have a real small business level mm-hmm. of a VOIP system if, if you don't have too many handsets. Mm-hmm. Um, nope, we, we're there, we recommend all works to our clients. That's another voice over IP mm-hmm. system where you can have physical hardware inside the office and, that, and or you can have a hosted voice over IP system. But voice over IP really is the way to go. You're going to end up with a SIP protocol-based dial mm-hmm. tone. So yeah. that's the key. And it depends mm-hmm. on how many call paths you need um, as far as how many calls you get in a regular uh, mm-hmm. day. Uh, you're only going to pay for mm-hmm. X number of call paths. Some of the voice over mm-hmm. IP systems will give you a bursted amount, but it really comes down mm-hmm. to how much you want to pay. The drawback of, of uh, voice over IP hosted systems is that mm-hmm. you're going to pay for that phone system for the rest of its life. You're never going to not pay for it. It's uh-huh. In the old days of phone systems, I have clients who are still running a 35-year-old AT&T phone system they've paid yeah. for 35 years what? ago. So am I. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You haven't paid a penny more for it. Yeah. And Merlin. Merlin. Yep, yep. Exactly. You haven't haven't paid for it for 35 years except for the dial tone. Exactly. Somehow somebody said, let's do voice over IP and get these people to pay forever. Um, And that's where everything is heading. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, listen, you guys are always great. I really appreciate you and have a wonderful new year. Thank you. You too. Thank you. All right. That's Richard down there in Glastonbury. I think he's an eye doctor, from my recollection. He had a really old uh, clinical machine he was trying to interface that was just ancient. It was oh, wow. called before. Um, I, wonder how he, I don't think he ever got that going. Let's go back to your calls here. We're going to see what's going on in uh, Bristol with Randy next. What's happening, Randy? Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, a happier new year to you. Thank you. You too. Same to you. Yeah, I have a uh, similar question. I bought a uh, new uh, modem. It's uh, from Arius, and I'm I'm trying to uh, take off my Xfinity modem yep. and connect that. When I do that, for some reason, I can't get onto my network at home. Right. I can see everybody else's network, but I can't get onto mine. Right. So I was just wondering, what what can I do to remedy this? Well, have you called Comcast first? Because you have to. They have to allow that MAC address on that network. You just no, I did not call. Yeah, no, I did not call. Okay. So would they have to send a signal to the new modem? They have to allow its address to be on the network. So every device has a MAC address, and your yeah. modem has not been allowed access, and so they're going to have to authorize it. So you'll be able to call them up and say, "Hey, I got a new modem. Hopefully, you got one that is Comcast compatible." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I read it when I bought it at uh, Best Buy. Yeah, Comcast uh, compatible, so they say. Good. Yeah, so usually you need to activate the that modem. Uh, you said it was an error. Um, what what model is it? It's uh, what's this? A DLC SIS three point one, but it's a T twenty five. 
Okay. So yeah, usually you need to activate it. So the first thing that you want to do is if you have it connected, what you may have to do is you have to connect it um, to your computer, either via a physical connection, so a, a straight cable. And once you yeah. do that, Comcast, I think, will allow you to do this. If you try to go to any website, it's just going to tell you that the modem is not activated. Right. And some some old, some modems in the past allowed you to actually just click on activate. And what yeah. Comcast used to do was just bill you uh, whatever it was, the activation fee. I don't know what that is. Mm. However, if mm -hmm. you did not see that message, then what Eric suggested is what you have to do. You need to call Count, uh, Comcast or Xfinity, whatever they're called now. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to get the modem activated. Once you have it activated, then you will have uh, internet access. And right. now, do you ha are you going to just use that modem as your also your router for Wi-Fi, or are you going to be connecting a router on top of that? No, no, I was uh, going to use it as a router as well because the uh, modem that I have now, I guess, has a router in it. Okay, so yeah, so then that's what you need to do. You need to have that activated, and after that, it should work okay. Yep. Okay. Hey, well, thanks for your help. You're welcome, Randy. You're welcome. Have a good one. Have a happier new year. You, you too. too. All right. So Randy's got something to do. The thing about this when it comes to connecting devices to other people's networks is they have to allow them. There's a level of security and what have you. So Yeah, it's the same thing as if you had a phone, right? Or you have a brand new phone with a brand new SIM card. Right. Then you have to activate it. Um, unfortunately, that is one of those things. Let's get to your calls further. So lines are starting. We're, we're clearing through the calls. So feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. And I'll do our best. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Let's get to Harry in Terryville. What's going on, Harry? Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I know you guys might be pressed for time. I think my question is pretty easy. Um, right. So I recently just ordered um, a computer from HP. It was a great sale, like 63% off. Hmm. Now, the caveat is it's a business computer. The specs look too great to pass up. All right. Now, what is the main difference? I'm second-guessing it as it's shipping to my house. Like, should I have just gotten a regular computer? <laughs> no, you <laughs> you did fine. The operating system will probably be pro right. um, versus it's an home. i7, like 16 gig. It's like overkill from – I mean, is it overkill compared to what I need it for? Well, well I, I don't know what you need it for, yeah. so it's hard to tell if I mean, it's an I, overkill. I just do maybe – the biggest program I run is maybe like Fidelity Active Trader Pro. Okay. How much did you pay for it? It was a little over seven hundred. Okay, but originally it says it's two thousand. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What gen processor is it? That's the key here. What the generation? Seven thirteen gen. All right, you're in good shape. It's a great computer, and really, there's no difference beyond what Eric says that you're gonna have most likely a, a pro version of the um, Windows OS. Um, is, yeah. And usually that's kind of the difference. The other th sometimes that what could be the difference is depending on what it is, some laptops or even computers are made for gaming and things mm. like that. Right. So this computer so no, this won't is, be um, for that. Excuse me. No, this is not a laptop. This is like one of the elite minis. So that was my next question. Oh, like, is there a difference between the mini and the desktop? Like, will this burn out on me if I keep it running too long? Or mm, I don't know no. the difference. No, we've well. So for CAD machines, you you typically would want enough airflow and power supply, and they really wouldn't operate well in a mini environment. But for what you're talking about, you're going to enjoy a nice small device. We've done that as well with our systems. Have gone to mini computers 
for our business machines for our clients. So it's going to save you a ton of space and you'll be fine. Yeah, you got a great deal in there. This, this is the 800, so I assume that there's room for, like, if I need to put more RAM in there. You, you should have some, some sockets for that, yes. Okay. Yeah. You, you, what you want to what you want to do is make sure within the um, HP site you can double check if the memory is expandable because some computers and I'm not saying this one's the the memory is not expandable. Right. So, but it should be okay. Yeah, I bet you it is. Yeah, All this right. has one slot for 16. But um, I think I had another question, but I forgot. What we're out of time though, Harry. Like you All said, right, we're good anyways. All right, thank you. Thank yeah, you guys. enjoy. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. Everything we've talked about today has been posted by Mike G over to our Facebook site and Twitter. And Marco here is posting it over to computertalkwithtab.com. We'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.